Welcome in to the Monday edition of the 414 Sports Podcast for this July 12th. The Bucks make it a series with a big win last night. The Brewers head to the All-Star break, and we have another installment of our hashtag Terrible City all coming up on today's edition of the 414 Sports Podcast presented by Soul Boxer. Here we go. Welcome in once again to this Monday, July 12th edition of the 414 Sports Podcast. I'm Don Wachillis. Thank you as always for joining us, whether you're doing so on Spotify, Google, Apple, or any of the other five platforms that we currently reside on. We thank you for checking today's podcast out. Also, if you would be so inclined, hit that subscribe button at the bottom so that you don't miss out on any of the content that we provide. Also, as always, we thank our presenting sponsor, Soul Boxer, for crafting and bottling bartender quality cocktails you can enjoy anywhere. The Brandy Old Fashioned, the Bourbon Old Fashioned, and the Manhattan are all crafted to remain true to their supper club origins. You can find Soul Boxer wherever you pick up your favorite libations. And I'm sure a lot of Soul Boxer being poured after Last night's victory, the Bucks make it a series now as they took down the Phoenix Suns 120 to 100 over at Pfizer Forum. And we finally got a glimpse of that Bucks team that we thought we would see maybe in games one and two. And we saw four portions of games one and two, but we finally got the entire four quarters of this Milwaukee Bucks team that we've grown accustomed to over the past year. And after essentially a rough third quarter, a third quarter where Phoenix really clawed back into it, the Bucks showing some resiliency at home, being able to hold off Phoenix, extend the lead back up, and then, as we said, come away with that 120-100 victory now to put the series at 2-1. So Wednesday night, Pfizer Forum will host it once again as the Bucks try to even things up before heading back to Phoenix. And for those of us here in the Milwaukee area, I guess we finally don't have to see the guy in Phoenix screaming Suns in four. That's gone by the wayside. I'm sure Phoenix fans were a little, oh, shall we say irritated as the Pfizer Forum crowd was chanting Bucks in six. But nonetheless, we got ourselves a series now as the Bucks hold home court the same way Phoenix has done on theirs. And so we'll see again if the Bucks can't even things up at two on Wednesday night. The Bucks shot 47% last night. Phoenix, though, did shoot 48%. But the main difference really was points in the paint. The Bucks outscored Phoenix 54-40 to with points in the paint, and they also out-rebounded 
Phoenix by 11. And those two were definite differences in what resulted in that 20-point victory. Also, finally, yesterday, we got Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton back on track. And Chris Middleton, maybe not to the same level that we're hoping and anticipating, but Chris Middleton pumped in 18. Drew Holiday had 21. Drew Holiday, really from the start yesterday, just had a different level of confidence, again, outwardly looking in than we saw in games one and two. So that was a good sign. And as always, a great sign to see the Greek freak doing what Giannis does. Giannis goes for 41 points and 13 rebounds. He joins Shaq, and there is some discrepancy this morning as whether it's just Shaq or throw LeBron in the mix. I guess this will be ironed out as the day goes on. But to be the only players to in a conference final game or series shall we say go 40 points and double digit rebounds in back-to-back games so Giannis if we remember as the athletic points out this morning it was just two weeks ago we didn't know if Giannis was even going to play we didn't know if Giannis would be on the IR for the remainder of the season with that hyperextended knee And yet, here is the two-time MVP in back-to-back games going 40-plus with double-digit rebounds. That's just remarkable. It goes to why I think Giannis is so beloved in this town because his work ethic, his commitment is just unparalleled by only a few, maybe. There's probably only a few out there who have that same level of commitment and work ethic that Giannis does. And it sure is paying off. Not only has he been able to bounce back from that hyperextended knee, but to be doing what he's doing on the floor is borderline remarkable. Also, one of the keys last night was the fact that Devin Booker just struggled. Devin Booker finished the night with 10 points. He was not the Devin Booker, obviously, that we saw in games one and two. And so for the Bucks, that was a definite bonus not to have to deal with Devin Booker's sharpshooting the way they had to in games one and two. Chris Paul, he, he's just been unbelievable. At age 36, put in 19 points last night. The Bucks did a much better job defending him. But even defending him, his ability in that mid-range capacity to throw down jumpers the way he does is just just remarkable. It's just remarkable to watch him play. And we talked a little bit about Chris Paul on the weekend edition of the podcast and he there's just a silent assassin about him there just is uh he just is a coach on the floor for that young Phoenix team but still possesses the capability so when people question sometimes and unfairly whether or not Chris Paul is shall we say a hall of famer he's definitely a first ballot hall of famer yes he doesn't have any championships at this point under his belt and as a Bucks fan I hope he doesn't have any championships under his belt when everything is said and done but Chris Paul is definitely one of the best to ever play this game he he has shown it especially in the Western Conference Finals this year and he's shown it already in the finals as we are three games into this final series that he's just simply one of the best Giannis again just doing what Giannis does and the last 
couple of games, obviously. Games one and two, a bit of a struggle again on the free throw line, but he was much better last night from the charity stripe, which is is just an added bonus if if you're a Bucks fan. And the fact that the Bucks last night had a physicality about him. They had a physicality about him that we didn't necessarily see completely in games one and two. There was something about games one and two, that second quarter, where the Bucks seemed to just struggle. And when they struggled, they would get down by double digits. And we've talked before on this podcast, when this team goes down by double digits, they have a hard time getting over the hump. They'll claw back. They'll get you within six or seven but then they can't seem to close it out. They can't seem to take that next step to either tie the game or take the lead the way some other teams will. So last night, to see the Bucks in that second quarter go on their own run, open up a lead, which, again, in the third quarter, Phoenix drew close, but the Bucks, again, with that resiliency, held them off and ends up getting that 20-point victory That's the kind of play we're going to need to see now down the stretch. And there's something about this Bucs ball club when their back is against the wall. It's almost like a day at the office when these series begin. But when their backs are against the wall, there's a level of intensity that rises with this team. And when it rises, you see what we saw in last night's game. The Bucs outscored the Suns 20 to 2 when it came to second chance points. That's just simply physicality and hustle. When you outscore a team on second chance points by an 18 point margin, that just boils down to physicality, excuse me, and hustle. And it sets a tone. The Bucks set a tone last night that they hadn't done in games one and two. And I think it shocked a little bit on the opposing side of things, the Phoenix Suns, it shocked them a bit, and they weren't able to counter. And so now Phoenix going into game four understands that the Bucks have raised the stake, so to speak. And so now the Bucks are going to have to figure out a way because Phoenix is going to be ready for this come Wednesday. Can the Bucks counter? Can the Bucks maintain that level of intensity can they withhold a team that has unbelievable scoring capability in the Phoenix Suns? And if they can, well, we'll tie this series up at two and head back down to Phoenix looking at game five. So again, game four coming up Wednesday night, Pfizer Forum. The Deer District will be packed and the fan base will be ready to roll as the Bucks try and tie this series up at two. So let's take a quick break. On the other side of the break, the MLB All-Star Game is coming up, and the Brewers once again have five participants in it. And a little bit later on in the podcast, another edition of Hashtag Terrible City. We'll get to it all right after this. The Milwaukee Brewers, as we've said, sending five participants to the All-Star game, as we spoke about in the weekend podcast. So we'll be watching 
Tomorrow night, the MLB All-Star Game, as we'll have five brewers there representing uh, this particular club and four of those representatives coming from the pitching staff, which, as we've talked about before, is just remarkable to say the least, knowing what this team has had as far as pitching. They've had good ones and twos, so to speak, but from top to bottom this year, at least for the first three or four spots, in this rotation they have been very sound and one of the reasons why this team is 14 games above 500 and in first place going into this particular all-star break so congratulations because too many of us remember the years when we were trying to figure out who our lone representative was going to be as picked by major league baseball and this year we're going to find five of the current participants on this roster on Tuesday night there in Denver. Also in the news with regards to Major League Baseball is the fact that the draft is underway. The Milwaukee Brewers used their first pick to select Sal Frelick from Boston College. And Frelick will be joined by Wright State second baseman Tyler Black, who was taken at number 33. So those are the first two picks for the Brewers. You know, and the hardest thing about baseball is if you don't have some sort of a phenom, you won't see them for probably four or five, even six years before they make their way to the majors if we're lucky. So these names don't necessarily have the same cachet as you find in the NFL or in the NBA when it comes to the draft, but they may be names that we look forward to as Brewer fans in the upcoming future. The draft continues today, so the Brewers will have a couple of more picks, and we'll bring those picks to you tomorrow. Let's wrap things up for today's podcast in a moment with another edition of Hashtag Terrible City. So let's wrap things up here for today's edition of the 414 Sports Podcast real quick with our daily edition of Hashtag Terrible City. Now remember, we're taking a little bit of a different spin, I think, than what many have taken, not all, but many, when Stephen A. Smith and the rest of the group over at First Take, including some guests, decided to label our fair town a terrible city and... uh, some clips yesterday of Stephen A. at the Pfizer Forum uh, stayed true to character and, and not glamorizing. But again, what that comment did for this community once again has been kind of a galvanizing moment. And our positive look at it is right outside the Pfizer Forum once again in the Deer District, seeing what is really the melting pot of this community coming together behind the Milwaukee Bucks. And so if, again, we're looking at something positive coming out of that sarcastic comment made on First Take on ESPN is the fact that it is once again galvanized this community, a community that was, like many communities last year, segmented and torn apart over many of the things that were happening, the Bucks have been this 
galvanization. It has reunited people in a way that this community needed. And it's great to see. So if the hashtag terrible city is a reason for that galvanization or part of it, thank you to Stephen A. and the rest at ESPN First Take because it, it has really got this city closer together. And there were a number of reports last night about how downtown Milwaukee was a circus. And to paraphrase what one tweet said, it was a circus in a good way. So again, people celebrating, people coming together, and people doing so of all different walks, races, and creeds, it just makes this place even stronger. So that's the Monday edition of the 414 Sports Podcast. Just a reminder, we'll be off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week as we try to uh, (laughs) upgrade some of the technology, and we'll take those three days to work on that and then be back on the weekend. But before that, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody.